in cities across the country this weekend, from New York to Denver to Alhambra, California, and to Atlanta. Vigils and rallies to remember the victims of last week's mass shootings in Georgia. We see people getting spit on, people getting robbed, people getting assaulted. We see people getting killed, burned, stabbed. I mean, we're seeing all of that all the time. So many Asians have answered to the wrong names. They have put up with soft or explicit or latent bigotry. They have seen their family members put in harm's way. I'm going to talk about H.R. 908 that only received 14 Republican votes, despite it not requiring any financial resources whatsoever. All it asked to do was to acknowledge that acts of bigotry against Asian Americans were worthy of condemnation. You're listening to Facts and Friends. Welcome to this congrats on over one month sober Rush Limbaugh <laughs> episode of the Facts and Friends podcast. Oh, man. Yeah. Low blow. I mean, there was no way it was going to get there. <laughs> but still, yeah. My name is Tino, and joining us this week, as always, is my friend and co-host. Most of you know him best as the owner of Sean Hannity's go-to vape store. It's Judson. <laughs> Hello, Judson. You know, I, I hadn't heard that story or seen that clip until... Until, Until you read the show notes, here. yeah, it's like I gotta, go, I gotta go find this. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very visual, but it's a great little it, clip. It, it is, yeah. <laughs> so the story is that Fox News broadcast Hannity, age fifty-nine, vaping <laughs> a, a very young fifty-nine. <laughs> vaping on set when he thought they were still in commercial. Here's the clip, and I'm going to have to talk you through it as it's mostly visual. Right. So that's the music they play when the show comes out of break. Hannity's just sitting there with a vape pen in his mouth, toking away, reading some papers, <laughs> and not looking at camera. <laughs> Suddenly it dawns on him, and I can only imagine that his producer screamed in his ear. Oh, it's definitely they were screaming in his ear. <laughs> he looks at the side camera in dismay. Then into the front camera, which is the one that's actually on him. Then back to the side camera. Then says, "Uh oh!" Well, well, he immediately like, jerks the thing out of his mouth and yeah. hides <laughs> and it off, off, it off on the screen. Floor. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have to take my hat off to Sean Hannity Judson. Why? <laughs> All those teenagers that thought vaping was super cool. <laughs> now that they've seen that douchebag loser doing it. <laughs> They've likely completely changed their mind about vaping altogether. Yeah, vaping is definitely canceled now. <laughs> I never thought I'd say this, but well played, Mr. Hannity. <laughs> Please don't clip that. Oh, well, no, definitely going to clip that. <laughs> well, <laughs> Looking forward well, to making you use that for years to come. <laughs> well, before we dive into this week's show, we want to let you know about some new friends we made. There is a great progressive news and media Facebook page called The Witty Liberal. They share hilarious political memes throughout the day, every day. And even if you're not so into Facebook, they have a website called theliberalverse.com where they share similar high quality news and satire. They have a really great team working on their page. And last week, they agreed to share our episodes each week with their sizable audience. So you know they have good taste. <laughs> right. Well, maybe, now, now, is that turning them off? Should I not have mentioned I, I, that part? I don't know. Right. Well, I want to think. So you know they so you know they had good taste. <laughs> At some point. Past tense. Sorry, I, I messed that up. Everyone can make bad decisions, Judson. <laughs> That's true. It doesn't make you a bad person exactly. or a bad website. Well, I want to thank them so much for helping us out. And I also want to encourage all of you, our listeners, to give them a follow and check out their content on a regular basis. Again, that's The Witty Liberal on Facebook and TheLiberalVerse.com on the web. All right, Judson. Last week, we talked a lot about coronavirus vaccine. I remember talking quite a bit. Yeah. 
<laughs> Sorry, last week you talked a lot about coronavirus vaccine. I was kind of uh, yes sidelined last week. <laughs> yes, I do apologize about that. I talk about the poll, but I haven't gotten any votes to remain the host. <laughs> <laughs> well, during our that's, that's one of those fake polls. It's Tino. Fake, fake poll. <laughs> You're not winning. It's fake. Trafalgar did that one. <laughs> Anyway, I had Rasmussen, maybe. I don't know. While we were talking about the coronavirus vaccine, I had to kind of play the role of your armchair therapist as you took us through (laughs) the conversation you had with your vaccine hesitant Trump supporting father. Uh, That that is the way I recall it. Yes. (laughs) Well, also something I noticed. Yep. Your mom actually listened to the show last week. She did. Normally she doesn't, right? I think that's the case. Yes. I don't think she usually listens. First of all, what did she think? She uh, agreed with most of it. The one takeaway she had was that you curse too much. No, I, I don't remember cursing that much. But anyway, uh, the one takeaway she had was that the only way that some people she knows have gotten through to those people like my dad is the path that my wife and I are choosing to take, which is, sorry, you can't see us until you've gotten your vaccine. And ask to see his vaccination card. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to just take his word right. for it. Yes, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but the the only thing that seems to work is, I mean, you can make, call it like blackmail or, some, or, or strong arming them into it, but basically it's, you know... For his safety, we should not visit with him until he's vaccinated. And right. If the only way that we can encourage him to do that is to withhold our, vis- our his grandchildren from him, then that's what we'll have to do. Well, I also think I figured out your mom's listening patterns when it comes to our shows. Okay, because I, th- I have a theory as well, but you can go on. <laughs> All right. Let me tell you my theory, and you tell me if, if we share the same theory, if you think I'm hot, <laughs> if you think I'm cold. Sure. Especially if you think I'm hot. Definitely not going to say that first part, <laughs> <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> well, last week you were kind of railing against your idiot dad for being vaccine hesitant among other things. I, I do seem to recall something like that happening. And the, the shows I know she listened to in the past were our Father's Day shows that we did on the old <laughs> podcast. So what I kind of theorize is that your mom only listens when she knows we're talking shit about her ex-husband. <laughs> that is that is a compelling theory. Okay. I will say that I, I, I my, mine's a little bit different. Okay. My theory is that she listens. W- the more I talk, the more she listens. So she hates gay people. She did put homo <laughs> curtains in my guest room when I visited Judson. It's all making sense that's a, now. That's a deep cut right there, man. <laughs> um, no, no. I, I, she actually, I actually, this is my theory because she told me that she listened to more of this sh- that last show than previous ones because I was talking I was so heavily featured in it so well I know how she voted in the polls <laughs> she, she's the one she's the one I've got <laughs> I hate to tell you she's going to be pretty disappointed this week <laughs> I think so <laughs> It's okay. She just won't listen to this one. It's fine. <laughs> as long as she downloads, she doesn't have to listen. I don't think like she's in the majority of people. She just happens to be biased towards one of the two hosts. Right. So the worst one. The, well, that yeah, the, the potato, potato. <laughs> well, I thought we could spend a little time here at the top of the show following up on all things COVID-19 vaccine or, or some things at least. Okay. First, I am very happy to announce I got my first dose on Friday. Yes. And yesterday and are doing okay. I'm doing okay. I had a mild fever today. Okay. Uh, it was 99.1, which will people are like, that's not a fever. But my temperature is usually around 97.7. Sure. That's my baseline temperature. So it was a little elevated for me, yep. but it didn't go over 99.1 and I don't feel bad my arm is sore yeah i've heard a lot of people having a little bit of a reaction to that first shot and it makes me wonder how much asymptomatic spread we've seen that we just didn't know about yeah the second shot is supposed to be the tougher one in terms of 
side effects in your body. Sure. Yeah. Really reacting. I mean, for anyone who hasn't previously been exposed, the second shot is going to be or should be the worst one. Yeah. So most people report this the side effects on the second shot. And I am not looking forward to that. But 27 days from now, I will be getting that shot. Woo-hoo. And then I'll be well on my way to being fully vaccinated. Yeah, exactly. I almost sent the picture of my I was vaccinated for the COVID-19 sticker to my mom and sister. <laughs> but I decided not to be a dick. They're anti-vaxxers for those of you who don't know. Didn't listen to last week. In which case, you should go back and listen to last week. My mom my mom really liked it. So I'm just going to, I mean, it's the only uh, uh, the only testimonial that I have to offer to you. By, by that logic, they shouldn't be listening to this show because your mom's going to hate it. <laughs> well, well, we assume she will. It depends on the theory, right? Just talk shit about my dad and then we'll see who's right. Your dad is a colossal prick. <laughs> I'm glad you divorced him, Judson's mom. <laughs> oh man! All right. <laughs> well, we'll see what it, we'll, we'll see if that works, Tino. Good luck. One problem that we talked about last week in some depth persists, and that's vaccine hesitancy. Oh yeah, we we did not. It turns out fix that we last didn't. week. I was swore we were going to. I told you I was bad at this, Tino. <laughs> Well, since Trump more or less made the coronavirus a left-right political issue in sort of a desperate and ultimately futile attempt to save face. (laughs) Yeah, definitely futile. Yeah. We've had people on the right beating the drum of so-called freedom by refusing to take the virus seriously and really having very little to no interest at all in getting vaccinated. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it goes from all of those uh, people who believe in like the vaccine is somehow connected to 5G and Bill Gates and all this. You know. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, Trump doesn't bear all of the blame, of course. No, of course not. There's also that 60 year old vaping asshole. <laughs> He's a young 59, Tino. I believe we covered that. So here's our vaping friend talking about COVID. My best customer. And vaccines. Now, half my friends in life People I love and respect agree with me. They're going to get the vaccine. I have another group of friends. Guess what? They choose in consultation with their doctors. They don't want to get it for whatever reason. It's none of my business. But we should also remember that we believe in freedom of choice, or do we? Democrats like to lecture us, say they're pro-choice. Are they really pro-choice? Will they respect people's decision if they choose not to get vaccinated? Is your blood boiling yet? If pregnancy were contagious, we would have a lot more to say about it. (laughs) But since it's not... Fuck you, Sean Hannity. Yes, my blood pressure's fine. Thank you, Tina, for asking. (laughs) Do you need to lay down on the couch again? (laughs) Oh, my God. Are we really pro-choice? Oh, man. (laughs) Oh. Oh, no, also, he says, just that one clip, he's talking about how it's none of his business if oh, his right. friends yeah. get vaccinated. Yes, yes, it is, because of that contagion factor. It's all of our it business. It matters in a society, a social group that it can spread through. It matters, then, what people are doing. Maybe you should take up vaping. You're very high-strung <laughs> right now. Do you think that would help? <laughs> it can, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Not if well, Sean Hannity's doing it. He can go to hell. <laughs> He, he, managed to, he, he manages to say this with a straight face. It is a personal decision between a doctor and a patient, and we also do need to respect something called medical privacy. Which begs the question, I think, have any of the vaping studies been linked with brain damage? <laughs> Yeah, cauliflower brain. I've heard of that. I swear it's something. It seems to me that, yes, he's trying to co-opt the language of pro-choice and turn it around for uh, the pandemic. And that just 
again, going back to the things I was just yelling about, does not, th- th- those are not the same. This is a bad analogy. It's a bad analogy for another reason. He's not pro-choice. No, he's not. Exactly. Like, you can't turn around and, yeah, and take this a position that you just fundamentally disagree with. Like you said, Democrats have to be consistent on this while saying you're not going to be consistent on this. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. So Hannity, Carlson, and all the other dangerous liars over at Fox are reinforcing their viewers' bad decisions, which aren't founded in science in the least. It should also then come as no surprise that a third of our military troops have opted out of vaccination. (sighs) To my knowledge, it is not actually optional to get vaccines in the military. This one it is, I think. For, so just for this one, okay? Because I, I, so. I, I know other vaccines like that's They're required. You yeah, you you either get them or you don't serve. Right. Okay. Okay. Go, go on. Go ahead then. All right. Also, last week CNN went to a diner in Boise City, Oklahoma. <laughs> it was breakfast time, and they were polling the diners about whether or not they were planning to get the COVID vaccine. Can yep. you guess what percentage of the diners? And it was pretty well packed at that particular time. Can you guess what percentage said that they were planning on taking it? On getting I, it, rather. I, all I didn't know is uh, the percentage of voters in that district who voted for Joe Biden, I think. I don't know the exact percentage. Let's let's go with about 25. Wrong. Okay. Zero. Z- zero. Nobody zero. in the diner. Not a single person. And he asked three times. So nobody would well, nobody would raise their hands, you're saying, in the diner. No one would raise their hands. But he also okay. went around right. specifically to individual people and listened to this clip from a diner and tell me if his reasoning sounds at all familiar. Chad and Misty Hughes are husband and wife. Neither of them plan to get the vaccine. Just don't want to. Why don't you want to? If you don't mind me asking. Because when I take the flu shot, I usually get the flu, so there's no reason to take it. Are you saying you think you'll get COVID by taking the COVID vaccine? Probably. Why are you thinking that? The research doesn't show that at all. It shows that it keeps people safe. That's just my choice. Oh. Does that language sound familiar? Yep. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm fine. Lay down, lay down, lay yep. down. Nope, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. So there's clearly zero understanding of the science. Per the CDC, you, you it is simply it. not possible to no, contract COVID from any of the vaccines they've authorized. None of them are live virus vaccines. We have mRNA and viral vectors. The quote from the CDC's website is, none of the authorized and recommended COVID-19 vaccines or COVID-19 vaccines currently in development in the United States contain the live virus that causes COVID-19, as you just said. Even most flu vaccines these days don't. There are some, but they don't all contain live virus. You so. literally can't get COVID from it. Yeah. And that's the basis of his decision. Misinformation. Ignorance is the basis of his freedom choice. Right. (sighs) And while we're at the diner, there was also this gem. I'm just not. I'm just not going to take it. What if President Trump came out and was very robust and said, take the vaccine. I took it, even though I didn't tell anybody about it. I was kind of done secretly, but I think he should take it. He said it a little bit, but he hasn't been robust about it. If he was robust and said, take it, would you? No. Trump's a liberal New Yorker. Why would we listen to him either? (laughs) (laughs) So his buddy, a few seats over, chimes in with, Trump is a liberal New Yorker. Shine sure came off of that (laughs) real quick. (laughs) Yeah, these guys are really working with all the facts there. Oh, man. Also, he's a Florida man now, not a New Yorker. That's right. For the record. He's been disowned by New York. Yes. Possibly about to, well, we won't get into the penal system and how, anyway, anyway chattel slavery. <laughs> it, it's fine. Trump's going to jail, maybe. It's it's, it's fine. It, there's, there's a good chance. <laughs> well, how about we end our COVID-19 follow-up on a somewhat cheerful note? I thought that was very cheerful. That was actually cheerful. I wasn't planning. I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> this part I'm expecting. 
Okay. It's actually more than somewhat cheerful. It's downright satisfying. Your favorite senator and mm. the one democracy thinks of when it's trying to lose its boner, Rand Paul, oh. got what the fuck pwned by Dr. <laughs> Fauci this week. Yes, he did. It was a joy to listen to. It was. And we're going to listen to a little of it right now. Excellent. For the couple minutes preceding the clip I'm about to play, Paul has been sloppily making the case that people who have been infected or vaccinated should not need to wear masks and people who have been infected probably don't even need to get vaccinated. All right? Right. Because he's, a, he's an idiot. Masks. He's an ophthalmologist who had to self-accredit accredit himself. He couldn't even pass the, whatever the, uh, get the entrance to the, the, the professional society for the ophthalmologists in, in Kentucky. He had to make his own. All right. So here's his question to Fauci. Given that no scientific studies have shown significant numbers of reinfections of patients previously infected or previously vaccinated, what specific studies do you cite to argue that the public should be wearing masks well into 2022. First of all, Fauci never said people will have to wear masks well into 2022. Of course not. We went over that with the idiots over at Don't Tread on Me Rico a few weeks ago. Yeah. They also didn't say wear four masks or seven masks or... Tape your butthole shut. Why? I think they said that too. Oh, they did say that. That, that is a thing they said. It wasn't a request. <laughs> I was confused. <laughs> but you're right. They did say that. Yes. Oh, by the way, that reminds me. Uh-huh. Thoughts and prayers to CK1, Hank Hill, he... <laughs> Apparently, didn't learn his lesson from the last Eagle incident and now already requires a second surgery. Oh, no. Yeah, that's got to be embarrassing. I bet he went to a different hospital. <laughs> I hope so. They're not going to want to see him at the first one. No. That's a long operation, I hear. It is. It is. And the Eagle never makes it. <laughs> They're endangered, you know. Around CK1, they are. <laughs> Maybe he should tape his butthole shut. Oh, my God. All right. Now, the premise of Rand Paul's question is misleading at best. Of course, but all his questions are. Let's allow the good doctor to correct that curly-haired little <laughs> I'm going to bleep that. I'm going to bleep that. Put a dollar in the jar, Tino. I heard it. He earned it. <laughs> he did. I'm not sure I understand the connection of what you're saying about masks and reinfection. We're talking about people who have never been infected before. You're and telling everybody to wear a mask, whether they've had an infection or a vaccine. What I'm saying is they have immunity and everybody agrees they have immunity. What studies do you have that people that have had the vaccine yeah. or have had the infection are spreading the infection? If we're not spreading the infection, isn't it just theater? No, it's had not. the vaccine and you're wearing two masks. Isn't that theater? No, that's not. Here we go again with the theater. Let, let, let's get down to the facts. Okay, the studies that you quote from Crotty and Sete look at in vitro examination of memory immunity, which in their paper they specifically say this does not necessarily pertain to the actual protection. It's in vitro. And what study or, can you point to that shows significant let, reinfection? There are no studies that show just significant let, let, me, let me finish the response to your question, if you please. The other thing is that when you talk about reinfection and you don't keep in the concept of variance, that's an entirely different ball game. That's a good reason for a mask. In the South African study conducted by J&J, &J, they found that people who were infected with wild type and were exposed to the variant in South Africa, the 351, it was as if they had never been infected before. They had no protection. Thank you for the science, yeah. Dr. Fauci. Also, somebody get Fauci a pop filter. I mean, I'm just... I, I know, say, seriously. <laughs> those peas were just... Well, they need to get it for the Senate. It's not Fauci's fault. He didn't mic himself. Right, of course. Of course. Paul, of course, doesn't relent because, well... He's Rand Paul. Oh, and also, there is something about this that is theater. 
<laughs> As he said, theater. He doesn't pronounce the A. It is theater. What study shows significant reinfection, hospitalization, and death after either natural infection or the vaccine? You're not hearing what I'm saying about variants. We're talking about wild type versus variants. And what, now, proof reinf- there, what proof is there that there are significant reinfections with hospitalizations and death from the variants? None in our country. Zero. Well, because we don't have a prevalent of a variant yet. We're having one. Can I finish? We're well, having one one seven that's becoming you're more dominant. Policy based on conjecture. No, you it, have the. It isn't based that we're on going conjecture. Variants. No. So you some you want people to wear a mask for another couple of years. No. You've been vaccinated and you parade around in two masks for show. Well, let me just state for the record that masks are not theater. Masks are protective, and we, we have ask immunity people, there. Theater. If you already have immunity, you're wearing a mask to give comfort to others. Senator you're Paul, not you're wearing a mask because of like any Dr. sign. I, I totally disagree with you. Oh, that's gonna leave a mark. <laughs> Did you recognize the the drop there at the end? I, d- I didn't. Oh. I was focusing too much on 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 what I was gonna say about Fauci. So that was uh, Barf from um, Spaceballs. <laughs> I miss John Candy. Yeah. All right, sorry. Back to the evisceration of Rand Paul. We didn't hear it in that clip there because we, we had to cut a little bit out because it's very long. We did. But you should find it because Fauci rattles off like half a dozen variants and their numbers. He does. Like the actual variant numbers in there that we ha- are dealing with here. And his whole point that, that Rand continues to hammer on the same, asking the same question multiple times without an, any sort of notification that he has heard or understood what Dr. Fauci has said, right. is that those variants, we our, our vaccines may not provide protection against those variants. Right. Therefore, wearing a mask is a necessary thing until we have you know, this under control. Absolutely. And Rand Paul, as you said, he's the one engaged in theater here by repeating the same question half a dozen times, talking over the the person he's trying to supposedly get an answer from, answering his own question because he didn't get the answer he wanted from Fauci. Exactly. It's just absurd. Well, if you want to get the full sense of how utterly Fauci embarrassed Paul, you can either watch a video of the entire exchange online, or you can rely on what is perhaps my favorite summation of this interaction, which comes from (laughs) Sam Youngman on Twitter. Judson, would you do the honors, please? I would. <clears throat> Fauci fucked up Rand like he lives next door to him. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's not nice to make fun of someone who got beaten up, unless it's Rand Paul. Well, unless it's Rand Paul, then it's, <laughs> I think it's required by law. All right. Yeah. Okay. So the good news, Judson, is that we are probably done talking about COVID. Actually, we are definitely done talking about COVID and Rand Paul for the rest of this oh, show. Thank God. The bad news. Why do you always have bad news? Yeah. The bad news is that what we're going to talk about next is worse than that. We're going to take a quick break now. But when we come back, Judson and I are going to discuss the mass murder at the Atlanta area massage parlors and the state of racism, religion, misogyny, and hate in the United States. We will be right back. The Facts and Friends podcast is brought to you by people like you. More and more, corporate America is taking over the podcast scene. Your support helps stave off a complete takeover. Please take a moment to share the podcast with your friends and followers via social media or word of mouth. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for helping out. It really does mean a lot. Future Judson and Tino here. Uh, we thought we were going to go on to our, our second segment and, and not talk about COVID anymore. But while we were editing the show, something happened. 
Yeah, we recorded the show last night. It's Sunday now. We recorded the show Saturday night. It's about 24 hours after we finished. And something pretty significant happened that we thought we should talk about. We had no idea where to put it. It bears mentioning, I think, because as yeah. listeners will know, last week I spent a big portion of our show and a little bit of my weekend talking to my dad, trying to convince him to get his COVID vaccine, which he was very resistant to. And the result was he was probably not going to get it. You know my bent, I believe he said. I believe he said that. He didn't want to be an experiment. Well, shocker of all shockers, I got a text this morning from my stepmother and my father is being admitted to the hospital today with COVID pneumonia. So that is the official diagnosis. And I'm, I'm, I'm having some struggles uh, because a lot of me right now is in the I fucking told you so phase. I was very angry when I first heard uh, because this was in no way an unforeseen outcome. And I don't really know how to feel about this right now. My dad has and I have a very complex relationship, as we discussed last week a little bit. And it this. I I said, I'm I'm if he weren't your dad, you would hate his guts. But he's your dad. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I and, and I know that he, we disagree on a lot of stuff, uh, but I know that he thinks he's doing the right thing. He thinks that the worst part is he's a, he's a pretty intelligent person who is, I think, simply wrong about some things. Yeah. Deeply misguided. Yeah. And so, and, and so he thinks that he's doing the right thing by not getting the vaccine or by, you know, uh, supporting Republicans who vote against his friends and family's interests and it's just it's it's hard it's just really fucking hard is what it is um i just wanted to kind of give an update uh, it, this isn't you know meant to we, we did a little bit of i think tino asked me privately it was like you know, are you sure you still want to release this first segment because we did a little bit of bashing on your dad and, and i Yo, and yeah, I, I edited it it's it's, <laughs> it's a little bit yeah yeah and and i I do. I still want to release it because I still think he's an idiot for not getting the vaccine. And I have told him that and I will probably hopefully be able to tell him that again. My stepmother said he's still a, uh, as she said, quote, a stubborn cuck and 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 still thinks he does she have to put a dollar in the jar <laughs> no no she actually said a stubborn cuss <laughs> uh, i'm gonna bleep the first time <laughs> okay <laughs> and uh, uh and he says still thinks that he did the right thing by not getting the vaccine and i'm, I'm well we'll we'll wait we'll wait a few he days. still thinks he did the right he thing still he's still he's still comfortable with that decision yeah that's what I was told today. Is he intubated yet? I have not talked to him directly. I was told he was in good spirits, but I don't know the I don't know the severity right now beyond that he was bad enough to be admitted. My my stepmother had pneumonia as well. She just got out of the hospital. She's still recovering. I think my best guess is she actually had COVID. It, it, it tested negative. Yeah, I, most possibly likely. not at a high enough viral load. False negatives happen in some cases, so it's entirely possible she actually had also COVID pneumonia, and that's what this is and i'm not blaming her for this this is a decision a bad decision he made months ago to not get the vaccine so i'm, I'm not trying to blame her and she's been very resistant to the i i haven't brought this up to her but she's been very adamant that she didn't have covid and i, I get that's what the doctors have said she tested negative but the most likely scenario in my head anyway seems to be she did have covid and 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 got it while they were traveling is she getting vaccinated for covid i don't i don't think she was eligible yet um, she's a little bit younger than my dad. He's 67, I believe, uh, something in that range. So she's 24. 
She's not. She's not that young, but she is younger. She hasn't. She hasn't passed the magic sixty-five or whatever it is right now for uh, folks down there. And and prior to this, would not have. I don't think had any pre-existing conditions that would have qualified her. Anyway, well, I absolutely hope he pulls through. If for no other reason than I want to tear him a new asshole on the other <laughs> side of this. Me too. I I told I told my mom earlier today. We I talked to her about it a little bit, and I was you know kind of venting, and I was like you know. For years, years, decades now, he and I have been going back and forth, arguing on in person on Facebook, over the phone, and he thinks he wins the argument. I think I win the argument. I would really hate. This would just be the shittiest way for me to once and for all prove that I won the fucking argument. <laughs> yeah. But that's the where that's where my head is right now. Uh, yeah. It's hard to get over. I mean, you know, if 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 I did, if you weren't my friend, yeah, if. Like we were covering this story. Oh, you would be destroying. Him. I would be destroying your dad. <laughs> you like... would, you would, and and deservedly and so, so. That's the so point. Deservedly so. And I, you know, I, I, I would be far harsher than I than I have been here. I think. Uh, oh yeah. Both he gets a little, at least a little bit of deference, but it's it's a bad decision, and he's suffering the consequences now. Hopefully, that's all it is. It's he goes to the hospital and stays a few days and gets released, just like my stepmother was, but. There's no guarantees here, folks. And that's why you got to wear a mask. That's why you got to get vaccinated. That's why you got to wash your fucking hands. Amen. You know? Anyway, back to our regularly scheduled broadcast, I think. <laughs> well, that's not necessarily a good thing because what's, <laughs> what's, what they're about to hear is even tougher than that. It is. It absolutely is. We'll be right back again. <laughs> Hey, FNFers, Judson here. Tino and I are always looking to interact more with our fantastic audience. If you have questions, ideas, complaints, or just need a friend, you can reach out to us at factsandfriends at gmail.com. That's facts, the letter N, friends at gmail. And if you want to make a more intimate connection, I'm on Twitter at the fault in my arse. Again, the fault, the letter N, my arse. And you can find Tino at Uncle Tortilla. We can't wait to hear from you. So, Judson, at first I was just racking my brain trying to come up with a way to approach this segment at all. You know, sure. How do, how do we cover this? Right. And it's sort of like going through all the various ways we cover things. And I was like, oh, could we do mystery racist theater? That is a thing we do. But then this happened. No, that's not. Here we go again with the theater. Let, let, let's get down to the facts. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the theater. Yeah. We're not going down that road. In fact, the road ahead is necessarily a deadly serious one and that breaking news comes from atlanta eight people are dead after shootings at three massage parlors a suspect caught after a chase in south georgia tonight now before we start talking about the shooting and the issues that surround it i want to say this and i'm only speaking for myself i don't know exactly what the shooter's motives were he claims it was religion mixed with sex addiction but there is certainly reason to think it was racially motivated and misogynistic but we don't know for sure. That asshole sheriff shouldn't have said he didn't think it was racially motivated, nor should we say for sure that it was. But I do think it's hard to imagine a circumstance that didn't involve race, at least on some level. And what's important about this tragedy, regardless of his motives, is that it presents an opportunity to talk about a problem, a real problem that we know exists, racism and anti-Asian hate. Yeah, absolutely. Well... Almost all of us know that racism exists. Ma'am, I fully fighting. We're fighting. It doesn't exist. That is Marjorie Taylor Greene saying racism doesn't exist in America. She's just running up the score at this point. God. Yeah, Bobert doesn't have a chance. No. So we definitely want to talk 
specifically about the problem of anti-Asian racism and anti-Asian hate crimes in this country. But first, let's just spend a tiny bit of time discussing racism more broadly. Now, I, I, there's a problem, right? Yeah, I'm about to address it. Okay. You and I understand that you are a white cisgendered male, straight. What? Yeah. <laughs> that That's accurate. Yeah. And I'm a vaguely Hispanic, but very white looking gay man. So the two of us are not exactly representing a broad array of perspectives on this issue or these yeah. issues. You could say that. Yeah. Right. But I think, and I think you could agree with me, it's still important to talk about this, but we do so with an understanding that we lack a first-hand perspective or a first-person perspective for some of the things that we're going to discuss. No, absolutely necessary that everyone be willing to engage in open conversation about the reality of racism. And, you know, those of us who do have privileged positions need to use those privileged positions to speak out against atrocities like this. As you say, not that we have any reason to be listened to, but silence is far worse. Sil silence, again, only helps the oppressor does never never helps the oppressed. I mean, I can tap in at least to some extent to their suffering because I have experienced homophobia and anti-gay bigotry throughout my life. And I mean, I was a cheerleader in the marching band, so obviously, <laughs> yeah, not the same. We all make bad decisions. <laughs> so many on the right claim that racism actually just isn't a problem in the U.S. They do say that. But that's. That is such bullshit. If anything, we saw during the years-long nightmare that was the Trump administration that racism isn't only alive and well, but it's kind of becoming mainstream. What they're saying is racism isn't a problem for them in the U.S. And they are the only thing that matters in the U.S. to them. Well, yeah, the, the, the lack of empathy is the defining characteristic of the Republican today. It is. They also have a fundamental misunderstanding of racism in general in this country. Yeah, it's it's deliberate, though. You think it's deliberate? Oh, I, was... I think on the high level, you know, like the educated sure. Republicans. It's, it's perpetrated deliberately upon those who are not willing to look deeper than what they're told. We were called out for making fun of a couple of white guys in the context of <laughs> right. calling them racist. Right, right. That idea doesn't make sense. Nope. So looping back to the crime itself, the mass murders in Georgia, when the story broke, there was there seemed to be at least a rush to proclaim the attacks were definitely not racially motivated. Well, because the perpetrator was white, therefore... Here is the Cherokee County Captain Jay Baker at a press conference shortly after the shooting. The suspect did uh, take responsibility for the shootings. Um, he uh, said that early on once we began the interviews with him. Um, he claims that these, and as the chief said, we know this is still early, but he does claim that it was not racially motivated. He apparently has an issue, uh, what he considers a, a, a sex fiction, and sees these locations as something that allows him to, to, um, to go to these places, and, and it's a temptation for him that he wanted to eliminate. I spoke with investigators, they interviewed him this morning, and I, uh, they got that impression that yes, he, he understood um, the gravity of it, and he was pretty much fed up and kind of at the end of his rope, and, um, and yesterday was a really bad day for him, and this is what he did. Fuck that guy. I think it was a bad day for at least eight other people. Much worse day. It's absurd. And the very last person I would trust on their motivations for this particular incident are the guy who just killed eight people. Right. I don't give a shit what he says because he just killed eight people. Right. So the murderer, and we are actually kind of going out of our way not to name him 
He picked these places for very specific reasons. Also worth mentioning, he ignored strip clubs. He ignored a lot of strip clubs. I used to live in Atlanta. He had to pass at least three or four. Yeah. It was a 30-minute drive from from northwest to northeast. there's There's a lot there. So there are already huge cracks in the story. And interestingly enough, a fun fact about Sheriff Baker. After his remarks that we just played, screenshots surfaced from a March 2020 Facebook post by Baker that promoted anti-Asian t-shirts. I mean, he's a sheriff in Georgia. This is not surprising to me at all. Quote, place your order while they last. Baker wrote above the photo of two t-shirts that said, quote, COVID-19 imported virus from China. Oh, right. It's trying to misspell. It's in the the style of the Corona bottle, right? Right. Yes. The COVID-19. Yeah. Yes. Do your homework. Come on. You don't want this guy, this guy in particular, being anywhere near that press conference, particularly given the fucking things he was saying. And he's definitely not the type of guy I want telling me a murder spree that targeted mostly Asian women was not racially motivated. Because the killer said so, Tino. (laughs) Clearly, murderers don't lie. They can't be liars and murderers, Tino. You can only be one bad thing at a time. I'm sorry. <laughs> but regardless of what the murderer and the racist sheriff say the killer's motives were or were not, there is a serious problem in this country with anti-Asian sentiment and even worse, violence against Asians and Asian Americans. I think it's like a 150% increase just in the last year. Yeah, we're going to go over this, some stats in a little bit. Yeah. But there is also a long and upsetting history of Asian-directed racism in the United States. We don't really have time in our podcast format to review that with you, but I do suggest you read an article from the Washington Post called Violence against Asian Americans is part of a troubling pattern. It's by uh, Stephanie Hinnerschitz, I think you say her name. I hope. That is how I would say it, but okay. I'm not saying that's right, but that is how I would say it. I'm not it. saying it's right either. <laughs> that had to be a rough name to grow up with. Uh, for sure. Anyway, even without getting into the history of Asian American hate and racism, we can just like off the top of our heads recall what happened to Japanese Americans in this country during World War II. Absolutely. I mean, and you go back to how the Chinese were treated building the railroads across this country. I mean, th- this is not a new problem. No, it is not. So. But what we will talk about is what anti-Asian racism looks like now and how former president President Trump helped make it so much worse by approaching the coronavirus crisis by scapegoating China. Yeah, instead of actually working to address the problem. Remember this? That name gets further and further away from China as opposed to calling it the Chinese virus. By the way, it's a disease without question, has more names than any disease in history. I can name Kung Flu. I can name. And he still does it to this day. Yeah. He did it at CPAC. Viruses can arise anywhere. Right. That's the nature of evolution. The fact that it happened to, we f- happened to first find it in China does not mean that that's it, it, even where it's originated from. That's just where we first found it. So there is absolutely no doubt that violence against Asians and Asian Americans are a serious problem and one that seems to be growing. Some stats. According to the NYPD, hate crimes against Asians in New York City are up 800% between 2019 and 2020. 800%. That seems like a lot. It does. Also, I found this report from StopAAPIHate.org. It's a nonprofit that runs the Stop AAPI Hate Reporting Center. They track incidents of hate and discrimination against Asian Americans in Pacific Island. Now, one thing that isn't there, and I'm not clear on this, this is not just an Asian American Pacific Islander problem. It's also Asians who are not Asian Americans, because there are Asians here that weren't born here. 
It's anyone who appears to be Asian to someone who is right. ignorant, especially. Anyone who looks vaguely Asian or Pacific Islander is yeah. t- being targeted. This is from the report. The latest mass shooting comes at a time of rising anti-Asian sentiment in the U.S. Over the past years, as COVID-19 has spread, hate crimes against the minority group have also climbed steadily. According to their report, from March 2020 to the end of February 2021, there have been at least 3,795 reported hate crimes targeting Asian Americans. Last month, Asian elders were targets of a string of attacks, and these alarming trends are suspected to be tied to COVID-19 bigotry, which is, of course, fueled by the bigot's lord and savior, Donald J. Trump. That's the one. Now, those are just a few of the stats, and the stats are important, and I suggest you check out some of the resources over at stopaapihate.org. I think it's really important, though, that we focus in on the stories themselves, the stories that people tell. Or watch some of the videos. Or watch some of the videos. We are going to, we're going to listen to the stories now. And this is not going to be easy. But I think stats are kind of cold and inhuman and the stories bring it home. The FBI recently issued a warning about a potential spike in hate crimes. and Disturbing rise in attacks on Asian Americans. After a recent string of attacks against Asian Americans coast to coast. We've been covering this for nearly a year now. Anti-Asian sentiment playing out from coast to coast. A gentleman approached me and started yelling racial slurs at me. You dirty Chinese, you damn Chinese, this is you, you dirty Chinese. And he just kept saying that over and over again. Chinese virus and the fight against the Chinese virus. It's not racist at all. No, not at all. It comes from China. I have never seen Asian American community this scared. Uh, I've never seen them this animated. Uh, I've talked to people who said they're, they're in fear for their life. Asian Americans targeted. We have seen everything from cashiers who will tell somebody, I'm not going to serve you because I don't want to catch coronavirus. We've also seen um, patients who have gone into health clinics who say, I don't want you as a nurse. I want somebody else to help me. They started calling me ching ching, Chinese virus, just all sort of all sorts of nasty stuff. That was from NBC News' YouTube account. It's a report they did called The Racism Virus, Anti-Asian Attacks Surge. I recommend all of you watch it. Again, you can find it on YouTube. This story came out of a video produced by the BBC called Anti-Asian Violence in the U.S. It starts with a man telling a story of how some stranger came out of nowhere and slashed his face from cheek to cheek without saying a word. Then they share this story. I noticed a young gentleman who wasn't wearing his mask, so I walked a little faster. Once he got within earshot, I asked him just for the safety of my infants to please wear a mask. At that point, he locked eyes with me and charged us. He decided to walk straight at us. Um, I let out a few choice words and ran into the house screaming for my husband, who came running down the stairs and scared him away. The young man came back at least three times to throw things into our foyer. Um, and leave not only a racist note, but a racist mask that he wrote on. Some of the things that he left on their doorstep include a note that says, quote, I wear my mask if I want. And the middle bit of the note is censored. So we don't know what he wants, <laughs> but I'm sure it's very, very troubling. I'm sure it's yeah, not a nice thing to yeah. say. Yeah, not a compliment. But he, at the end of the note, it says, you create the virus. I'm sure he meant created. Are you sure? I think he meant it. It's hard to say. They're not very bright. He also left a used mask that he'd written on the outside of. All I could make out on it were the words, quote, without Asian. But I am certain it was as clever as it was culturally competent. 
that that seems accurate. The stories are so numerous and so troubling that we <laughs> just can't possibly share them all. Oh, yeah. I saw one just the other day of a, I don't know if you've got it in here, but uh, like a 76-year-old woman. I don't. Just like sucker punched. On the streets, like, yeah. In the face. The, the upshot of that one is she sent the other guy to the hospital because she, she carries a cricket bat around to help protect herself. So she wailed on the guy with the cricket bat. Good. But it's still horrifying. And she's, you know. It absolutely is. No one should be punching anyone, let alone a 76-year-old grandmother. There's one more story that I want to share out of Los Angeles from this past summer because it gets into another facet of anti-Asian sentiment that is specifically related to Asian women. That's sex. Oh my God. The contents of this cell phone video, too shocking and explicit to play in its entirety, but the person recording, Hong Lee, captured a terrifying encounter with a customer inside El Torino's restaurant last Monday. She stopped in to grab lunch when she says this patron asked her to dine with him. She politely declined and couldn't believe what happened next. A barrage of verbal attacks, both racial and sexual. I'm sorry, can you help me? Yeah, help I very, very I think whether the killer in Georgia knows it or not, both racism and misogyny are deeply involved in driving him to do what he did. Just like that guy we just heard from, Jesus. Right. He hit on her. She turned him down. He attacked her. Yep. She was not his only victim, but we don't have time to get into that. Of course. That Stop AAPI Hate report that I mentioned a little earlier, it found that women reported being the victim of a hate crime 2.3 times more often than men. That's 230%. That's a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been talking a lot, and... <laughs> We have to make up for last week. We so you're gonna give me like a fun story, right? No, we're still on this one. <laughs> yeah. Fun. Can you tell us a little bit about sort of the the hypersexualization of Asian women? I can't, but I can tell you that there's an excellent article on BuzzFeed. Okay. Uh, called, uh, the title is "Asian Women Are Hypersexualized." So don't tell me the killings in Atlanta aren't about race by Tanya Chen. And the I mean, there's there's a lot of information here, uh, and I suggest that everyone go read that. The part that got me were just like you were saying before. It's the stories, the people who say that you know it started in grade school when people the the kids in the playground would say things like me love you long time <sighs> right and sucky sucky five dollar oh yeah for sure I mean, that's that's from my own personal history that i've heard people say that i mean it's it's just appalling uh, i had a in college i had a fraternity brother who absolutely fetishized asian, asian women he we all knew it we all knew it was his thing and it, at the time i don't know that i saw it as creepy as i see it now uh, but it, even then it was deeply weird to me but it was uh just the way he talked about women uh, of Asian descent. There's just story after story of uh, women saying things like, like I said, like the the horrible racist things. But what, when uh, members of a geisha came out, one girl said their teenage boys were running up to her and asking if she was a geisha. They would ask if her vagina was slanted sideways. That people get asked if they're if they're if they're you know that make jokes about uh, seem interracial couples seem make jokes about mail order brides or GIs. Ugh. Oh my god, just awful stuff. It is awful stuff, and I, and I also suggest you read the article that Judson referenced. Another topic related to this tragedy that's not directly related to anti-Asian hate, the difference between how police handle white male murder sprees and black or brown people suspected of minor crimes is... Well, you knew from the moment that they said they caught the guy after a chase... High-speed chase! he was white. Like, nobody thought, oh, I wonder if that guy was black. Because we all know he's not, because... You captured him alive after a high-speed chase and eight murders. Do you remember Philando Castile? I do. Who got pulled over for a minor traffic violation and the cop shot him dead in his car? Within, like, seconds, right? Yeah, we did a whole show on that. That was also a tough show to do. Yeah. Uh, George Floyd, obviously. There's just so many. 
<laughs> white mass murderers get treated with kit gloves and minor offenders of color and innocent people get killed. Yep. Yet the former Trump administration insists there's no systemic racism in the United States. Or racism at all, in some cases. Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> McSweeney's had a great piece last week that laid out a potential editorial template for white mass murder. Oh, so good. We don't really have time to read any excerpts, but you really should check out the full piece over at McSweeney's.net. That's McSweeney's, M-C-S-W-E-E-N-E-Y-S.net. And you should check them out in general. It's a great site. We will share these resources that we've talked about throughout this segment on in our show notes this week. So you will have a place to go on our website to actually see them. You don't have to just <laughs> go back in the show to hear us say them and then look them up. Maybe we'll also try to share them on our Facebook page. Yeah, we'll put on well. Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, we can do that. Finally, Judson, religion is also part of the problem, but I feel like it would be a disservice to the crisis of violence against Asian people, particularly women. So let's not go into that this show. That's because I don't actually know how it plays into this one. I know he, he was supposedly religious, but it seems to me that that played little impact from what I've heard so far anyway. So Well, that's the excuse he used. Of course. It's just that so many religions teach that sex is evil and they sort of indoctrinate people in ways that might lead them to make bad or horrific decisions. Well, like I said, the least trustworthy person here is the the eight times over murderer. I don't think we're gonna. I'm gonna take his uh, word on what he what he blames for his lapse. Okay. Well, we told you we didn't want to share the name of the killer, and we still don't, and we haven't, and we will continue to not. But we do want you to know the victims. Xiaoja Tan went by Emily. She was the owner of Young's and a licensed massage therapist. She would have turned 50 yesterday. Delena Ashley Yan was a 33-year-old mother of two. She leaves behind a 13-year-old son and a baby born just eight months ago. She'd been getting a couple's massage with her husband, Mario, who was in a separate room and was able to escape. Paul Andre Michaels, 54, of Atlanta. Daoya Fung, 44, whose address wasn't immediately known. A fifth person is in stable condition, 30-year-old Elsius Hernandez Ortiz of Ackworth. He was leaving the store next door to the spa and was hit. We never know when we're at the wrong place at the wrong time, and I feel like that's what happened with him. The victims from the second and third shootings are Sunjung Park, age 74, Sunja Kim, age 69, and Young Ah Yu, age 63. 51-year-old Hyun Jung Grant from Korea. She was one of the eight victims. She leaves behind two sons. Her oldest son, Randy, writing about his mother. She was a single mother who dedicated her whole life to providing for my brother and I. She was one of my best friends and the strongest influence on who we are today, adding, as much as I want to grieve and process the reality that she is gone, I have a younger brother to take care of and matters to resolve as a result of this tragedy. Tonight, he tells ABC News he's been overwhelmed by the support on his GoFundMe page, donations from all around the country and the world, writing, I don't know how any word I write here will ever convey how grateful and blessed I am to receive this much support. My mother can rest easy knowing I have the support of the world with me. Rest in peace. We'll be right back. On March 16th, 2021, six women were among the victims of a horrific shooting in Georgia. They were grandmothers, mothers, daughters, sisters, and wives. They were killed because they were Asian. But anti-Asian violence is not new. It is part of our collective memory. 
As the families in Georgia mourn and memorialize the lives of their loved ones, we remember the history of racism our community has faced. In 1875, the PAGE Act passes banning Chinese women from entering the United States. It's the first federal law to limit immigration. In 1882, the Chinese Exclusion Act passes, prohibiting Asian immigrants from becoming U.S. citizens. Its discriminatory practices survive for over 80 years. In 1885, 28 Chinese Americans are lynched and murdered. 1942, 120,000 Japanese Americans incarcerated in concentration camps by our own government. 1982, Vincent Chin beat to death by two men with a baseball bat right before his wedding mistaken for being Japanese, accused of stealing their jobs. 1989, five Vietnamese and Cambodian children killed, more than 30 wounded, Stockton, California. Almost 4,000 incidents of anti-Asian violence, including murders of our elders simply walking in their own neighborhoods. Memory is the antidote to death. Solidarity is the answer to silence. So we are honestly just too devastated to beg you to help us with the show. And I can't speak for Judson, but I certainly don't feel like laughing about some ridiculous news story or some idiot Republican. I mean, I'm always up for laughing at Republicans, but I feel like right now it's just not where my head is. What we would like to do is to beg you to help us stop violence against Asians. Here are some organizations where you can donate to help out, and we will also share the organization list in our resources that we will share on Facebook and on our website. So the Asian American Legal Defense and Education Fund is one. Asian Americans Advancing Justice. Hate is a Virus. You can help out the AAPI Women Lead. You can help out Stop AAPI Hate. You can help out AAPI Community Fund, National Organization of Asians and Pacific Islanders Ending Sexual Violence, and the Asian Mental Health Collective. So please, if you can, please help out. And just maybe we can all affect some positive change for our Asian and Asian American brothers and sisters. Take care of each other. Thank you very much for listening. We will see you next week. Tonight, San Francisco police investigating yet another assault on an Asian man and woman amid an alarming surge of these attacks. The 75-year-old Chinese woman says she was just standing at a traffic light when a man punched her in the face. That same suspect also attacking an 83-year-old Asian man. The woman and her daughter speaking to our local affiliate after the attack. As you guys see, she is extremely terrified. She's terrified to even step out. This rise in hate crimes inspiring some to speak out, including actress Lucy Liu, who wrote, quote, My heart goes out to the families of these innocent victims. I know we can be better than this. We must be.